Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes. Ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. This time live from the Minnesota State Fair. Good to see you guys. Well, I, there's one guy I'm looking at. Hey. But uh, I don't see Chris. Yeah, Chris is out in uh, South Dakota watching his uh, son play football. Um, he's playing down. He in, does that uh, from time to time. Yeah, he's going to be traveling the next couple of weeks while they're in season, and his uh, pretty exciting role. He got a starting uh, position with a, a D1 team out there in football. All right. Yeah, so he's uh, down out of Colorado, running around the whole country, and uh, yeah, Nick's a good guy. Well, before you uh, introduce uh, Andy, uh, who you brought with today, uh, I always ask you guys what what your week in real estate was like this past week since we spoke last. Yeah, you know, I actually saw a. Um, I always look at the front end of the business, you know, what's coming at us. Um, as we're looking down the road, and we, we see a lot of um, vacationing right now. We're seeing a lot of a little, little slower on the showings. Properties are still selling, but it's just naturally a very busy. I mean, look at the fair here today. There's a lot of people out preoccupied getting kids ready for school. They're hitting the fair. They're catching that last weekend at the lake. And uh, so naturally, we have a little bit slower. But the, there's like a buzz. We, we feel this momentum almost a building. Um, we, we're anticipating a fantastic fall. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, as I recall, a year ago, while well, it was more like in December, you were kind of predicting a good year, it's, even then. Yeah, it's been good under the circumstances. I mean, right. you know, the math, if you follow the math, the, the amount of listings that are coming on the market are holding back the market. I think the market could be twice as strong as what it's showing if the inventory was there. Um, we're just not seeing the, uh, the pockets of inventory, the under 350s or the under 250s, coming on the market. And then when it does, it sells so darn fast, it, it you know, it's chaotic almost and, and it scares a lot of people out of the market well who did you bring with you today here on our veranda well i bought my good buddy travis here whitford from uh, wj bradley oh my oh, god oh my bay goodness. equity that bay just equity. hurt that just Come cost on. me 10 grand <laughs> <laughs> wow live radio live radio years. two and a half years yeah it's been two and a half years yeah well see but I've, it goes to show you the relationship we've had we followed travis for God, we've been together uh, 14 years 12, almost. 12, 15 years, yeah, yeah thereabouts. It's been a long time. So we, we've uh, different companies, different things, and, and the one consistency is that this guy's a pro in the mortgage business, and we bring him back every week because this guy knows this business better than anybody. Um, and, you know, what I like to talk to Travis about is, like, things like when we're out at the fair and we see that new hot tub and we, we look at that four-season porch that maybe we want to add and, 
you get all excited and you say, but where am I going to come up with the money? And Travis and I were talking, they actually have a lot of neat products now where they do uh, uh, cash out refis where you can refi at a low rate, Denny, you know, 4%, four and a quarter, whatever it is, and have the resources available to get those new items to keep you put in your house and keep you happy. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this the last couple of years with the market rebounding, uh, the, the clients have, or homeowners have probably a lot more equity than they think. And, uh, you know, take advantage of some of these improvements like, you know, the hot tubs or decks or this or that. You know, mm-hmm. how do you finance it? You know, if you don't have the cash to do it, you know, cash out refinancing is a great way to accomplish uh, accomplish those goals. Well, and you know, the other thing that's kind of cool, too, is a lot of people think, well, I don't want to add 30 years of payments. You know, I'm 65 years old. I don't want to pay this till you know, my last day on earth. Talk to us a little bit about that, too. You can do shorter terms. You can oh, do yeah. early payoffs. There's a lot of people are, uh, when they do their refinancing, they're, you know, they've been in their loan, you know, five, six, seven years or whatever. They don't want to go back to 30. So you know, they're focused right. on a 20-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage if they can handle that payment. But a lot of times, you know, when you get rid of, uh, if you bought your house a few years ago and you didn't put the 20% down, you have that mortgage insurance, and now mm-hmm. you got significant equity. You could do a cash-out refinance, get rid of that mortgage insurance, do a 20-year loan, mm-hmm. inversely have, you know, a lateral payment. Right. You know, and get the cash in and, and shorten your term up. Well, we've even seen where, you know, people come out here, too, to make life easier. Let's say that now you're not as mobile as you were before and you now are on wheels or you have uh, you know um, you want to have some uh, handicapped accessibility added to the house and you want to spend the money to do it appropriately so you can stay put that's something else that a lot of people are using these types of loans for is to um, retrofit their houses to make them more oh, friendly exactly exactly i mean any there's no restrictions on when you when you do a cash out refinance there's no restrictions on what you do with the money i mean you can right. you can do whatever you want to the house with it you know pay off whatever debts anything so it's 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 people are, sh- are shocked on what kind of equity they're getting here right now i just had a refinance close um uh just last week and they were thinking their house was you know maybe like 230 and uh the appraisal came in at 250 they were doing a cash out refinance so they got an extra you know 15 grand to accomplish their goals that's awesome yeah you know, what I always like to do at this point, too, as we start the show, is to invite our listeners here at the fair and certainly at home, wherever they may be, to uh, ask their real estate questions about uh, real estate, mortgages, whatever the case may be. Plus, yeah. I understand that we have goodies to give away, a few of them. Yeah, the right? title smart. Uh... Five uh, goodie bags for those who will come forward and ask their questions live here at the fair. Wow. That was Cindy. Lots of good can, toys in can there. We count, do we count in that group, too, or...? No, no, no gotcha. not, not, not qualified. But let me give the phone number. At least somebody could call or text their real estate questions. 651-989-9226. Uh, or send us a text, 81807. Or come up here and ask a question. If they, if you ask a question, real estate related, yep. here at the fair, and we have five special Swag packages. Yep. So that's right. You can get one per question, <laughs> per person. That is. Oh, that's great, though. No, no let, I love the fair. Let's let's introduce our uh, other guest, who's right next to me. Well, yeah. Hi, I'm Cindy Coble with Title Smart. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. <laughs> well, Denny and I are sharing a microphone today, so I'm good with that, right, Denny? I'm very good with that. This matter of Denny that. likes girl germs. That's he, right. Uh, yeah. Wait. Nothing wrong with that. Inoculation. Uh, we'll have to break here in a couple of minutes, but somebody sent a text, and I don't think we've ever had this kind of a question before. Maybe you could. Harken back to your uh, the beginning days of your real estate career. Uh, best and worst years for real estate for you, in your opinion. 
Well, it's easy to answer that question. 2007 was the scariest year of my life in real estate. Uh, I was watching everybody around me losing their businesses, uh, watching homeowners lose their equities, uh, not keeping up on payments. I I literally thought that was the beginning of the end. And I, I think the most exciting years coming back uh, were 2011 and 12 when we started seeing some real traction of real recovery. Um, and now the market is actually, I hate to say it, it's kind of boring. Um, you know, it, it just says it's normal business. Um, we have properties appreciating a little bit each year. Um, it's back to balance, which makes people feel more confident. You see consumer confidence is up because of that. Um, but yeah, I tell you what, that 2007, 2008 um, was, was absolutely horrifying to be on this side of the fence. I, I was sitting down with families. Remember, we used to talk to uh, Jeff Sweefel quite a bit yeah. about short sales. And um, it was, you'd sit down with good families that had good jobs and it was just, yeah, losing everything. It was terrible. But now that's not the case. We're seeing families like, like Travis has talked about. Equities are there and equities equal options. We can ask Travis that. I want to ask Cindy, uh, can you answer that as far as best and worst years for you and your business? Well, we opened our business in 2007 because we thought that the real estate was a good business to be in. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, I would have to say it's gotten progressively better. Yeah. From 2000, well, when they came out with that first time home buyer credit in 2008, mm-hmm. things started kind of getting better. Yep. And people were feeling a little more optimistic. I know for us as a title company and all the transactions we close, July or June of 2017 was our best month. Mm, so things fantastic. have really bounced back. Yeah, that was true, Denny. That 2000, it was like it was uh, the end of October, I think it was 2010, was when they took the tax credit away, which was $8,500 tax credit. And we virtually sat there watching, and the market started sliding again. And we're like, oh, boy, here we go. But they, they had to take that out of the marketplace to see if the market could stand on its own legs without help. And good enough, it did. It really did. It bounced back fast, and we started seeing you know steady growth. And it was crazy. I want to ask Trav the same thing. How about that? Yeah, uh, 2007, 2008 was, was miserable. I mean, the, the closings were few and far between. Um, as far as best years, uh, for our group of uh, my business partners and the loan officers that work with us, uh, we had our best year, or our best month was just June of 17, and September is looking to break June. So September could be our biggest month of our our, our group. How about that? Yeah. I, I know we have to break here shortly, but anybody out in our audience, Stay Fair audience, who has a real estate type of question, anyone, you can, Cindy has... Some goodies. I'm not sure what's in those bags, but there's some special bags. They look fancy. They do look fancy. I'll tell you what. Let's let's take this break. Invite our listeners to call in or text in or come up to the railing. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. This is The Real Estate Show, live from the fair, here on 830-WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our real estate show broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, Chris is taking the day off today. Andy's here. Trav's here. Cindy's here. We actually have a volunteer, Denny. Oh, really? You made a question from the audience. Yes, we have Don from Medina. All right. And uh, he has a question for us here. Well, Trav can uh, stick that He's going to win one of those swag bags. Go ahead, Travis. Yes, my question is, you can see my gray hair. 
So yes. we're buying into condominiums and community living. Now, what are some important considerations that we should you know, be aware of when we buy into a community living? That's a great question, you know, and there's a lot of different styles of condominiums that are out there. There's cooperative condominiums, there's actual condos, um, and depending on your income structure, a lot of guys that are retired are fixed income, you want to take a look at the association fees. So even if you pay cash for your unit, what is the maintenance fee? Is it $550 a month or is it $350 a month? I think that really can sway a lot of people's opinions on which buildings are better for their, um, you know, intended use. Um, other things, activities, what's the age of the building, what's, you know, the potential um, uh, age group of the people that you're moving in with. I mean, are they going to have similar interests or are you moving into a building with a big variety where you're kind of just going to be alone in an apartment, you know? So um, I look at the activities as being a big part of that. Um, but yeah, it's a condo living is a fantastic, great maintenance-free lifestyle. One of the reasons I ask this, you hear some horror stories about special assessments. Oh, yeah. You know, you move in and $5,000, you know, they want the first week you're there. Right. Well, you know, and a lot of our friends, I'm sure you've heard the stories too, down in Florida, for example, they all bought into condominiums and then the condominiums would get foreclosed on. And then you would have to pay for all the backup fees and everything else that were, that were due. And that, that is a risk, yeah. um, being part of a community. So um, looking at the, you, you have a 10-day right of rescission to review all of the financial documents um, of the condominium before you buy into it. And it, the thing that I always find interesting is a lot of people never ask questions. You know, ask that association questions. Don't be afraid to call the president and say, how are we looking on the financials? Do you feel confident where we're at? You know, what's the default rate? You know, how many owner-occupants versus rentals are there in the building? Those are all good things because even if you're paying cash, down the road, somebody financing that property may have to take a look at what's the ratio of rentals to actual, uh, you know, homeowners. And that sometimes can skew the financing if you're building is financeable or not okay well thank you very much and here's here's a bag from cindy oh, yeah. for you. thank you yeah we have uh, a goodie bag here thanks to uh, cindy and title smart right there oh she knows the thanks, good one all right thanks don appreciate the the question anybody else has a, a real estate mortgage type question uh come on up to our deck here yeah so, or call us 651-989-9226 that was a great question though yeah, we, we do get question. that a lot denny the uh what do we do, you know, if we're, we want easier lifestyle, want to downsize, keep it simple, and that, that condos are a fantastic space to move into as long as you understand what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. 651-989-9226. There is a line open if you want to use it or send a text, 81807. I know, I think I want to wait till after the break because Cindy has brought a, a, a neat topic or topics yeah. uh, of, for, for security reasons. Well, well, we'll talk about that. We'll set it up right after the break. But I wanted to read this text. By the way, if you do have one, 81807. Uh, hey, guys, quick question for you. I have owned my home in Edina for 20 years. I know it's a desirable area to move to, but I have two homes in my neighborhood that have not sold for many months. Their prices are in the 490 to 565,000. Uh, no buyers. Just wondering if the movement to Edina is slowing down or is everyone moving to these high-end apartments and paying high monthly rents and not wanting to buy a home in Edina. Mm-hmm. Love your show, by the way, it says. Oh, so nice. there. What, what do you think? Is there uh Oh, you want me to answer now? Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, good areas, you know, good schools, good areas, even if you're not someone that has children in the district, schools really dictate values and I think, um, or desire for families. So single family homes, a lot of times you're seeing people that need multiple bedrooms because they have 
big families. Sure. Um, what happens is you're seeing sometimes transitions where neighborhoods will transition from the neighborhood with the young couple with all the kids to now everybody's empty nesting and looking to move on to their next phase of life. So neighborhoods will go through ebbs and flows. Edina has been a consistent shining star even through the, the, the slow times um, in the you know 2007 to 10, it was still doing well. Um, I would honestly take a look at those two properties and probably diagnose that someone's trying to be a little bit aggressive on the pricing and that the market's just not willing to overpay that much at this point. So it could be another variable is what? Maybe they need to update the entryway, th- you know, things like that. Price, landscape, condition, location, right? Mm-hmm. So the location is one of the best in the Twin Cities. It's either the price or the condition that you can adjust at that point. And so you need to, like you said, Danny, that's a good point. You either need to attack the condition, mm-hmm. listen to your feedback. Those agents coming through in those open houses when they're telling you, hey, these are the things that we need to see in this price range, listen, because they are the market, right? Or you need to make a price adjustment and make the house go. Right. I'll tell you what, let's take our usual bottom-of-the-hour break. And we'll be back with more broadcasting live from the Minnesota State Fair. This is the Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. Welcome back. We're broadcasting live here at the Minnesota State Fair. It's the Real Estate Show on 830-WCCO. 66 is that uh, Twin City temperature reading. Well, guess what? What? Nancy from Coon Rapids came up, and she has a question here. All right, Nancy. I do. I'm wondering if you can increase the value on a property simply by cleaning it. It's a really basic question. You know, it, it does. Perception of cleanliness is quality. And especially, you know, when your house, if you've remodeled or if you're in the process of having a home that's ready, I, I hate the word flipping, but if you have a house that someone would buy to appreciate with equity too, cleaning a house lets people have the vision for sure. And a lot of times when we have investors that are selling rental properties and they want to just sell them as is and they're filthy, and the extra $2,000 that they spend to clean that house top to bottom, maybe replace a little carpet, do a fresh paint, all of a sudden now it's a $30,000 difference on the sale price because of perception of value and quality. It's a great question. All right, do you want a swag bag? Andy, wouldn't that also uh, be the same with just decluttering? Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Decluttering is a good one, too. All right. What about exterior cleanup? Um, Landscaping. It- you know, curb appeal is huge. I mean, when you pull up to a house, you know what it's like. You pull up and you go, gross. You're not going to want to pay full retail for that house. You know, if you pull up to a house and you actually look at it and you say, wow, this is gorgeous, the inside could be slightly under market for condition, and you'd still want to go inside that house. And I think that people stop all the time at the curb. I've been in the car with people where they're like, nah, let's skip this one. And, and it's because the listing agent had a pretty picture of the kitchen that just got remodeled, but the front of the house is overgrown with shrubs, and they just didn't want to deal with it, so they'll just drive by. Have a caller on the line, uh, folks, uh, from Tom in uh, Moorhead with a question. Thanks for waiting, Tom. What's your question, please? Thanks for taking my call here. I'm really curious. Uh, I have a home for sale up in Moorhead. It's only uh, two and a half years old. I've had four different realtors on it. Everyone says that the price is right where it should be, if not price, (laughs) uh, not enough. Uh, It's five bedrooms, three baths. And the house isn't selling. It's been seven months, and at one contingent offer of, on them selling their home, but that went on for two months, and I just didn't want to tie it up. Uh, is the market just that bad in Morehead? Am I flip? Should I lower the price? I mean, uh, what what price point are you at? I'm at uh, 318. Okay. It's five bedrooms. One of the bedrooms is turned into a laundry upstairs with a window, internet, uh, hookups. And uh, so you can always turn it back to a fifth bedroom. Three baths, 
I got built-in uh, okay. landscaping sprinkler, a deck long as the house, 40, 40 feet long, 45 feet long. So, so here's what I would recommend you do: you and your agent get together, and we're gonna we're gonna actually go out there and diagnose the marketplace. You're gonna take a look at what your real estate agent thinks is the top five competitors that you have in the marketplace. And you're going to go out there and you're going to shop them. You're going to go through the houses. You're going to look at the condition, the feel, the price. And you need to strategically position yourself to be the nicest house in that grouping at, at the most aggressive price that you can afford. And if you can't, it's a matter of just waiting in line because in that market, which I'm not familiar with, the market might be a slower moving market. So they might only the saturation rate might only be three houses a year, might be three houses a week. It, it varies in every city. So your real estate agent can also tell you what the saturation rate is in that price range. All the data is there to share with you, and they can help you figure that out. Okay. All righty. I'm hoping I don't have to lower it. Somebody else comes in with an offer to me hang up. I, I sure wouldn't blow it out either. I tell you what, sometimes it's being patient. And remember, I think we've all become an impatient society that we want everything right now and today and instant. And it's it, in real estate, there were times back when I used to list houses and I'd say the market, the, the saturation rate is six months to a year right now based on the amount of inventory for sale and the price point that you're trying to sell at. And just be patient because the right buyer will come along if you're patient. Just like it's kind of like fishing. Mm-hmm. All right, so I had a realtor at our last home. I just real quickly here that center house. Was worth tops only 210 to 230. I went with a different realtor. We sold five days later for 280. Wow. Sixty thousand dollars off. Yeah, I'd, I'd wait for a couple years before I'd give up 50 grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. All Thanks. right, Tom. Well, good luck to you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate the call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Or send a text, and we'll pick up on those, two in just a moment or two. Uh, uh, Suzanne is on the phone, though, from White Bear Lake, I believe, with a question. Thanks, Suzanne. Hi. Um, my husband and I are thinking of buying a lake home with our two sons, and we would basically be buying half, and they would be buying the other half and splitting that. And I guess I had a couple questions on what's the downside of that, the upside of that, and what would be a way to go about looking into financing that with three different parties or is this just a huge can of worms it's a good it can be a good can of worms though yeah i mean you can you can finance properties with with multiple people and just just doesn't just have to be your spouse um what's kind of like is there a significant down payment is is kind of like the agreement like you don't want to be on the loan and you're supplying the down payment then the kids are going to have the loan or kind of what what's the thought process there would probably have the down payment for a good half of it, and then they would have to come up with, you know, doing some uh, home equity line or something or other um, from their home. Okay. Travis, what's your thought with them having a combined loan, being there all family, well, just so that the parents could keep control of the loan, so that if somebody defaults or somebody has financial troubles, divorce, you name it, that they can stay with the... Yeah, I mean, they, you can do what... You, you can all be on the loan together... Um, well, first of all, you all got to be on the purchase agreement if you all want to own it together. You all want to be on the purchase agreement. And then um, as far as for, you know, the financing of it, you know, if you want, if all you guys want to be on the loan, great. If you don't want to be on the loan and you want the kids to be on the loan, great. You know, we can work out, you can work that in, in, in multiple different ways. So it, it, it just depends on, you know, how you guys want to structure that. But right. there's no right or wrong way to do it. Well, and we've seen in the past, Travis, where we've had, you know, where multiple people buy a property and the one brother 
uh, files for bankruptcy or has a foreclosure or has a judgment against them, now the judgment gets thrown onto your property as well. And Cindy, perfect question for you to kind of help us with. How do you protect that title? Well, and it depends on what they are wanting to achieve as far as having all these multiple people on there. Like, um, you know, if you have a judgment or a tax lien or some type of public record derogatory on your credit, it's going to show up when you own real estate. So you want to make sure you vet that before you do the title transfer and a mortgage into their name. It would show up in the mortgage process. But like I was saying, it depends on what you want to achieve. So if they're just going to be providing the down payment funds, maybe that could be done via a gift. Right. Yeah, I mean, like we've done transactions where I have uh, two unmarried borrowers, you know, buy houses together. Um, and one of the one of the parties, you know, has the cash for half the house and the other party didn't have the cash. So they're both on the purchase agreement. One borrower took out a loan for half the house. The other, the other um, party on the purchase agreement did the, did the, uh, did the down payment. And um, so one had uh, one half mortgage and half cash, and it worked out fine. Nice. Well, hey, uh, Denny, we were going to ask about. Um, we have Cindy along here. We're going to ask her about some of these. Uh, there's some fraud going on in the marketplace, and you wanted to kind of give us some tips. And, and things to pay attention to with concerning email. And I know you guys specifically do this with purchase agreements. Right. And so how do you protect your clients? And But just some quick tips I thought were interesting you could share with us. Yeah, we're always trying to protect our customers by educating them. And a lot of times people will become victim to these cyber criminals just through their emails. So I just have a few quick tips of things that you could just follow, and that yeah. would just add that layer of protection. So first of all, you should really ask, when, you're look, when you get an email into your box right away, do I know the sender? And am I expecting this email? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you get a, an email from somebody and you're like, well, who's this person? Don't right. just automatically open it and click on it. And um, you know, check the body of the email and the subject line. Is something spelled wrong? That's an automatic red flag. Um, are they asking you to do something really quick? Unless it's from me. Yeah. My, my emails sometimes have misspelled. Words. When I get an email from Andy, yeah, I just yeah, do no. not open it right away. <laughs> Put that in the spam folder. Yeah. yeah. One really good thing, just an easy thing to practice, is hover. It's a hover trick with your mouse. Always just hover over the sender and any attachments they send you because then you'll be able to see the link. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you may get an email from your mom, but if you really hover over the email address, you'll see it's like, you know, cheesepopcorn.com, and you know that that's just a fake spoofed email, and you hover over the attachment, and it might be some weird address with like 5,000 characters, don't click on that. Right. That's so good just, tips. you know, take, you know, stop, hesitate. Don't just feel like you have to hurry and rush and, you know, Well, and add. when it comes to the actual closing process with you guys, I know a lot of our stuff is done digitally online. Um, on the front end, we're gathering information. We have very sensitive documents. How do you guys protect your clients at TitleSmart? Well, we have a lot of different layers, I like to say. We want to make sure that we're contacting the customer right away when we get the transaction. We're educating them, and we want everyone to call us and verify final details with us. And we make sure that our staff take those calls and personally guide them through that process. Perfect. The whole wiring of funds to closing these days is is a real big hot topic. You know, what, right. what wire fraud is is the the big craze right now. People are, you know, making similar emails to title companies and uh, that you know be like something like title 
dot smart or something, you know, right. whatever. But you, so you think it's coming from Title Smart, but it's really not. And then they they send, you know, false wiring instructions. The next thing you know, you're wiring your funds to some bank in the Cayman Islands, you right. know. And and so this day and age, it's like, you know. You, a lot of verbal confirmation of what the wiring instructions are when you're ready to send your, your, your money to closing. Right. We're going back to phone calling and just verifying that information. I even tell people, if you're nervous, just come to our office. Stop in and see us. We will stop, take the time, and make sure it's handled right. I've even starting to see a few title companies now that are no longer accepting wires. It's back to cashier's checks only. and the Sacks lap. of gold coins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, guys, we have to take a break. We have more. I want to alert John and Zimmerman. You're going to be our first uh, caller here when we come back from the break, so don't go away. Texters will pick up on your text messages as well. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. We're back with the Real Estate Show live here at the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, um, this crowd's crazy out here, is, Yes, it's growing by leaps and bounds here every every couple of minutes. Uh, we have, speaking of minutes, we've got about uh, seven minutes of the show to go. Uh, Travis is here. Cindy's here. Uh, oh. Chris is on the road. I presume uh, I'll yeah. see you guys back in studio next week. We sure will be. We'll probably be a lot uh, healthier next week without the, yeah. without the safe fair food. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We promised John and Zimmerman he would be first up here when we came back from the break on the phone. Now, John, thanks for waiting. What's your question? Well, actually, I have two questions. I have one for Andy and one for uh, Cindy. So I'll go Andy first. Andy, you talked about uh, we live in a we, all, we want it now um, environment. And, you know, I have a cabin up for sale. I put for sale last September. And the real, realtor almost promised me that I'd have it sold by Halloween. So I think some of that expectation is coming from the realtors at, at the same time. But having said that, now, uh, I didn't get my first closing until March, or I mean, my first showing until March, and I went to the peak season. I only got about four or five showings, and it's wow. still on the market. I'm going to end the contract. Do you recommend anybody up in the Brainerd Lakes area, number one? And for Cindy, number two, if I decide to sell it myself, do I have to hire a real estate uh, attorney, or can I go ahead and just hire um, a closing company or a title company to handle the transaction? Well, that uh, first of all, I, I, I've got some great uh, associates that I've worked with. We refer out in the Brainerd area, um, depending on which part of Brainerd. Believe it or not, Brainerd's a pretty big area now. You know, if you're up in Cross Lake, Cross Lake, I've got a guy that I'm going to send you to. Um, what we'll do is um, off the air, if you want to just go ahead and, uh, you know, the if you, we'll message the show and we can... Um, or just give me a call here at the office at 763-433-0850. I'll put you in touch with a couple guys. Um, but, yeah, so, no, what happens is the marketplace, like you said, you missed the market potentially. And, and what Chris and I have found out is that over the years, right now is actually a great time of the year, too. Um, there's the buyer, the, the, the self-employed or the entrepreneur that says, wow, we had a great year. I'd like to actually get rid of some money. And this is the time of year they wander off. The other side of the crowd is those that are looking to build or do additions. This is a great time of year for them to buy a property, start doing their planning, so that in spring they can dig or spring they can add on or remodel. So, um, you know, just getting the good momentum behind somebody. The other thing I'd suggest to you, and this is kind of an interesting concept that's being used all over, a non-MLS listing where you're actually utilizing the relationships of the agents in the market and you're not actually throwing it out there to the public because the MLS system up there might be holding the time against you Versus if we actually get a couple of uh, good agents marketing that property, um, they have the connections that will get that sold for you um, and, and in cooperation maybe with the MLS. 
And as far as the title company, I've done plenty of closings myself in that Cross Lake area. So the title company, we work directly with the consumer as well as take referrals from the realtors and the lenders. So um, all we need is the fully executed purchase agreement, and we can set the thing in motion for escrow. Perfect. All right, thank you. All right, we have a question in the crowd, Oh, we do. Okay, good. Hi, Andy. Another good day. Uh, I'm just curious. We put in a full new bathroom in our home about a year ago, and I'm wondering what percentage of that cost we can anticipate recovering if we sell our house within the next couple of years. And what area are you from? Uh, Hermantown, Minnesota, which is just a suburb of Duluth. All right. And so um, just curious. You know, a lot of times with remodeling projects, there there we have the studies that show – um, that you know, dollar for dollar, a bathroom might return 80% or 65%, depending on how fancy you finish that bathroom. But here's the, the key thing. That bathroom being remodeled might be the exclusive reason why somebody buys your house. So it may put you in demand with the property, you know, with, with other buyers, because they see that and go, oh, my gosh, that gorgeous, you know, bathroom downstairs or upstairs, wherever. And uh, it, downstairs. It, yeah, it motivates somebody to want to buy your property. So that's uh, I think that's a win-win. Bathrooms and kitchens are wonderful investments windows are probably right behind there i know minnesota really likes new windows um you know the exterior siding you get your lindus boys everything they sell uh good investments as well um but it comes down to where it's like it's it you got to remember this though it, it's like trading in a car you trade in a car with a brand new paint job and brand new tires you're not going to get that money back no. you're going to have a very desirable car but you know what i mean the money's not going to be there well and we figure we can enjoy it until we do sell it right so, and what was your name so we you. can share with the crowd uh patty Shogren. well nice to meet you patty yeah Thank you. This Here's pack. your swag bag. There's your swag bag for uh, asking the question. Thank you. Somebody who sent a text in earlier, folks, who, uh, about uh, 15-year mortgages and, uh, and an, a general interest rate for a 15-year. Uh, depends on if it's a cash-out refinance or just a rate-and-term refinance, but 15-year mortgages are in the, in the low threes. Wow. It, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Here's a text here. Uh, my three siblings and I inherited a cabin in Michigan, which we have shared for the past 16 years. Now, three of us plan to present blind bids to see who will own the ca- uh, cabin. Any advice as to how to proceed? Blind bids. What an interesting way to do it. So yeah. whoever thinks it's worth the most will pay the most, I'm assuming? Sounds like it, yeah. Huh. I've ne- I've, I'll be honest. That's the first time I've been stumped here, I think. I, I've never seen anybody do that. Um, what I've seen other families do is they get three appraisals. They will take the middle appraisal and then they offer it to each other at a fair price, you know, at that middle appraised price. That's probably the most common brother, sister, you know, kind of transaction that's out there. And it's fair. All right. Uh, we have about a minute or two to go here. Let's see if we can. Uh, I'm in the process of selling my 1940 year old house and my well is in the basement. Even though the water test's fine, one person who looked at the house said he couldn't get a loan to clear. Because of it being in the basement, not up to code, which is 12 feet uh, or 12 inches above grade, uh, is that right? It depends. On, it would depend on what type of uh, financing that they were obtaining. I mean, if the buyer was doing conventional financing, I can't see that being a problem. But if there was, you know, some sort of government financing in place, like a VA loan or an FHA loan, um, it, it's possible they could have. Uh, if it's not up to code, that's possible. But I haven't seen that. I've seen a situation like this. Go ahead. Well, and I was also wondering from that question, it depends on if that well is in use. Is that the well Correct. providing the water service to the property, or is it just an old, uncapped well? Or an irrigation. Like, right. like we always call it irrigation well. Yeah. 
That way then it... I call it watering. Yeah. <laughs> well, so guys, thanks for coming on the show today. I know we've got about uh, under a minute left. And, and uh, what? how do we get a hold of you, Travis? Yeah. Travis MN Loans. All right, Cindy. Cindy at title-smart.com. And you can reach me at prasky.com or every Saturday here on uh Yeah, and I was going to suggest that earlier caller uh, may want to contact you if he didn't get your phone number to do your website and connect yeah, you with Prasky. you Yeah, prasky.com is the easiest way, and just click on there, and we'll, we'll get your answers right away. All right, we'll be in Scott's back in the studio next week after the fair is over, a couple more days, and we thank you for joining us. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.